This season of The Wedding Digest is brought to you by Wedbooker, the only place to find and book your dream wedding venue and suppliers online. Go to wedbooker.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Wedding Digest, where we hope to inspire your wedding planning journey with tips from our wedding planner, Ali. That's me. As well as inspiration from our guests, including brides and industry experts who join us regularly on the pod. So today we have our very first groom on the podcast. If you're an Aussie listener, you will be very familiar with Maddie J from season five of The Bachelor. Maddie found love on the show with jewelry designer, Laura Byrne, and together they have the most beautiful daughter, Marley May. Maddie J proposed to Laura in April 2019 and has taken charge of planning their wedding. So, of course, we wanted to check in with the former event manager to see how it's all going. And it turns out he actually needed a few tips from Ali. (laughs) Maddie J is refreshing and fun. So we hope you enjoy this chat as much as we did. Maddie J, thanks so much for joining us on the Wedding Digest. Did you know that you are actually our very first groom we've had on the pod? So welcome. Yes, we've only had brides. We haven't had a groom yet. Oh, gosh, I hope I don't disappoint. (laughs) No No pressure. Great to see the other side. Um, And we're excited to hear all about, I mean, your big day. So maybe let's start with a proposal, which I know happened in Fiji last April before your gorgeous daughter, Marley May, arrived. I know it's just been such a crazy busy time for the pair of you. I mean, your work commitments and raising your first child together. Have you and Laura actually had the chance to start planning your wedding yet? I started. I did a little bit of, bit of work. We, um, <laughs> we originally thought we were going to get married this year, except I'm going to say it's down to the fact that I'm very unorganized, that we didn't. I mean, it kind of worked out in our favor, though, because if we had planned to get married this year, then those plans would have been absolutely obliterated because of COVID. So I'm going to say that it's worked out to our benefit, but I I was always under the assumption that I wouldn't be somebody who's had a really long engagement. But at this stage, I've become one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, does that mean Laura has put you in charge of wedding planning? I think so. Well, I've I kind of took the reins. I was because I used to work in events uh, before I did the bachelor. So I studied event management and all of my work after studying has been producing events. So I used to work in London and I used to do all of Vodafone's events and sponsorship in the UK. So I, yeah. like, I like to fancy myself as someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to organizing a gig. So I was like, babe, don't worry. I've got this. It's, you know, <laughs> she, Laura didn't know me before The Bachelor, obviously, but I was like, babe, it used to be my job. This is what I do. I've got all the templates, spreadsheets, budgets, all ready to go. So, like, this is yeah. me. Let me do it. And then <laughs> this is my time. That's it. I was, I was like, time to shine. <laughs> time to like finally flex those muscles from my corporate days that haven't been flexed in a very long time. But I've just been a bit crap <laughs> yeah. when, it, when it comes to organizing. So you had planned to get married this year. That was the intention, right? Because we're really just talking about intentions at the moment. So what was it pre-COVID that stopped you from, say, booking the venue and locking in a date? Do you know what? I think it's um, definitely having a little baby in the mix has shifted our priorities. I think trying to juggle being a dad to Miley May 
and also trying to work as well. It just meant that anything that was non-critical, i.e. the wedding, just got pushed to the bottom of the to-do list. So at mm. the end of the week, it was always like, ah, oh, crap, I haven't called that venue and I really needed to try and book in some dates. And it just always, always, always got pushed to like the non-critical side of things. So we did, we did start calling venues at the beginning of the year. We were looking at Stradbroke Island as a venue for us. And Beautiful. Yeah, we like we always wanted to have a wedding by the beach, but then um, and then almost as soon as we started getting into planning, then COVID hit, and then pretty quickly we realised that any intention of having a wedding this year was not possible. So we're now looking at more tail end of next year, I think. Okay, well, I mean that seems like a good amount of time, and particularly to let the world kind of settle down post the craziness that's happening right now. This week, I'm proud to say that I have spoken to a couple of suppliers, and I am looking at dates next year. But but even so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where in my work life I was so organised and on the ball that when it comes to my personal life, I do sometimes get a little bit sloppy. Yeah, I, I know this about you actually. I think it could be a boy thing as well. <laughs> I know. As a first groom on your podcast, I'm not doing the guys any favors, am I? I'm giving us a bad rep. <laughs> well, look, I'm impressed that you've decided to take the reins. I mean, that's the first step, which a lot of grooms don't don't tend to put their hands up for. At the end of the day, you do want to walk down the aisle. You will need to start locking some things in. Uh, in the near future, particularly as Ali would know as a wedding planner, uh, 2021 is shaping up to be an absolute boom in the way of weddings because there are so many weddings that have been postponed from 2020 into next year. Plus, you've also got the weddings that were already planned for 2021 and then you'll also get the new engagements coming through at the back end of the year. So, mate, get your act together. You're guilting, you're guilting me into, <laughs> into booking something in. The fear for us was, was that do we even lock something in at this stage because we don't know what's going to happen next year because, you know, hopefully – Beginning of next year, COVID would have relaxed a lot, a lot more. So we we would be able to have a wedding with you know because we, we were talking about maybe having a hundred guests. Average weddings in Australia are usually anywhere from eighty to one fifty. So a large wedding okay. is maybe two hundred. So I think you're sitting ballpark. I mean, most venues should be able to seat a hundred. Because I think the weddings that I've been to in the past, where there's been you know over hundred and twenty people or so. The thing that I didn't like about those kind of weddings is that you really get to spend no time with a bride and groom. I really yeah. like the idea of being able to have, yeah. obviously you're going to spread yourself pretty thin when it's your day, you wanting to speak to every single person there, but I definitely didn't want it, that to seem like a chore for me. And I yeah. think Laura and I are both, both on the same page that we wanted to cap it around about 100, 100 guests. Yeah. That's a good, that is a good number. You're so right. The day goes so, so quickly. Given that Laura's quite heavily, you know, stepped aside and let you take the reins on this, who do you think <laughs> sort of has more bridezilla tendencies out of the two of you? This is a bit of a boring answer, but we're both pretty chilled when it comes to... No, I picked that up. Yeah. When it comes to the wedding, I think. <laughs> the, one, the one benefit that I've had from working in events is that nothing ever goes to plan. Like I, rem I remember working on events in London where we would spend the longest pre-production time we had was six months for one event that was just uh, – the event was a 12-hour event. And 
you know, there's been so many occasions where I've worked on something for so long and then right at the last minute, something stuffs up. Like we had, I remember we had branding that arrived on a, on a truck and as I was taking it out of the truck and this branding cost like $20,000 and as I took it out of the truck, they dropped it and it broke. And, you know, oh, no. those, those, those <laughs> things happen. And so I've been in so many situations where it's completely out of your control and unfortunately you just got to roll with it. So I... I'm pretty relaxed going into mm. it. I know that there will be so many things that no matter how hard we plan it on the day, it, you know, it's just not going to happen like we want. And I think Laura and I are both on the same page that we don't really want to have an overtly extravagant wedding. Like for us, mm. it's more so just having a really amazing venue, uh, really amazing guests. And, and I think the big one for us is food, which – uh, I don't know if totally. many, many bride and grooms put so much emphasis on the food, but the big one is just making sure that people are well fed, they've got plenty of drinks, and we have a really good time. Yeah, 100%. Maddie, you know what I actually think? I think that you, as an expert event planner, are going to fall into the exact same trap that I did as a self acclaimed expert event planner as well. I was so chilled oh and God, so relaxed and was like, I've done this a million times. Like I've planned weddings way bigger than mine and I've done events way bigger than this. It's going to be easy. I just need to get my supplies locked in and the rest will fall into place. And it got like pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then it was like four weeks after my wedding where I had like a, oh my God moment. I actually need to sort this out and get this done. So <laughs> be careful because I think when we are the, the, the event planners, we go, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm not, look, I am, I, now that I think about it, I am approaching this in a really arrogant way. I'm like, this is, this is a walk in the park. I mean, I've had a couple of hiccups. It's taken me a lot longer than, than it should. But I, I will, I think, I will have an event planner to, to step in closer to the date. So I definitely, on the day, I definitely don't have any intention of being that involved in like pulling it all together. Yeah. You just can't be. Like on the day, you don't want to be the one running around. Just like with any other event, you don't want to be trying to enjoy the event and running the event at the same time. So I think having a planner is an awesome idea. Okay, Maddie. So you said that one of your top priorities was having an incredible venue and you said you'd spoken to a few venues as this is your first uh, first job is locking that place in. Have you officially locked something in or have you at least landed on your wedding venue or your wedding location? No, is, is the short answer. Um, I think for me, okay. I was leaning towards Stradbroke Island because it was yes. a place that was our kind of go-to holiday destination growing up in Queensland. Issue is being an island logistically, it's quite difficult because everything has to get ferried onto the island. There's no supplies that are based mm. there. So cost-wise, Stradbroke Island is really starting to blow out, which means I'm going mm. back to the drawing board. So I think we will have it in New South Wales. I just don't know if it'll be uh, north or south coast. Laura and I, the things that we definitely wanted was to have a beach feel and not necessarily like on the sand, but just close to the beach. Uh, another spot that we've been looking at is Byron Bay. Yeah, beautiful. Obviously, there's, yeah, beautiful. there's a lot of great venues there. Um, but then they've got, Byron Bay's got really. Um, quite strict uh, noise restrictions. 
So everything has to be wrapped up pretty early, which was a bit of a downside for us. Like we wanted to have, we want to make it a bit of a party. So, um, so the fact that we can't have any, any noise whatsoever after 10 p.m. at a lot of the venues in Byron kind of ruled out a few spots that we really liked. And that's what a lot of um, brides and grooms have said is, is having that venue, even being able to go past that 12 p.m. curfew is such a big thing because the wedding day goes so quickly, you want to have as much time as possible on that dance floor with all your guests. But then at the same time, I, I am conscious that I don't want people to get really sloppy, <laughs> you know. people can't help themselves a hundred percent yeah i actually think the main trick to that and making sure everyone doesn't get sloppy is um go lighter on the drinks early like definitely don't do a cocktail on arrival if you want to do cocktails push them back to later in the day um especially don't do espresso martinis on arrival start with like a really nice champagne or really nice beverages at the beginning that people are going to sip on more and then as you go through the day, open up the bar, open up the spirits and the cocktails, and then people can sort of get into party mode. Genius. I love it. Mm, that is, I'm writing so that good. down as we speak. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? When it comes to kids at the reception, did you guys, did you guys allow children to attend the reception or did you have a no child policy? I had no child policy at the reception. And how was that received from guests? Totally fine. And if it's just a blanket, no kids, rather than giving them an option, then they don't have an option and they get a babysitter and they end up having a really good night rather than Mm. feeling like, oh, maybe we should just bring the kids. Yeah. And I think that any weddings I've done where they do have the kids there, or if you've got young kids, obviously Marley May is going to be a part of your day. I've had couples have a separate room in the wedding location, whether it be upstairs or um, like in a little cottage on the same place. And they actually book like three or four babysitters to look after a whole group of kids at once um, on the venue. So the parents, if they need to, they can go in and feed or they can check on the kids through the night. But there's a little kind of kids hub there. If you do want to have the kids there, but you don't want them to actually be in the the sort of reception and, you know, getting caught up on the dance floor. That is so clever. Mm. This is why you need a planner, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We'll come back to our chat with Maddie J in just a sec. First, we wanted to quickly tell you about our incredible sponsor for this episode, Hire a Bridesmaid. Not everyone is an event planner or has a PA to pick up all the bits and pieces that come with planning a wedding. That's what Hire a Bridesmaid is for. They're expert wedding day coordinators. They liaise with your suppliers and vendors, handle all those last minute jobs and ensure everything runs smoothly on your big day. Hire a Bridesmaid is your professional bestie when you need your real bestie by your side. Our friends at Hire a Bridesmaid are generously offering a free hour on all their packages if you mention the Wedding Digest when booking. Go to hireabridesmaid.com.au. Now, back to our chat with Maddie. So, jumping forward, you said the beach or being around the beach is sort of a bit of a non-negotiable for you. What are other absolutely non-negotiable elements that for you and Laura have to be a part of this wedding? I think um, I think when it comes to food, we are, are definitely on the same page when it comes to the fact that we don't want to have drop meals. We'd rather have big share plates in the middle of the table that people can tuck into. I love the fact that when you go to weddings where there is just big share plates, you can have more of the fish or more of the, the steak. And if you do want to mm. eat more later on, you can come back and keep on nibbling as opposed to like drop plates. It's, you know, people don't want the, the fish and they get the fish. And that <laughs> to me is it is, is something mm. that we want to avoid. And, and I think we definitely want to have a band as well. Laura is, Laura is hell bent 
on having the dance floor pumping as soon as speeches finish. Yeah. yeah, it's a must. And I think when it comes to when it comes to budget, we we both I think like I will let Laura have anything at the wedding and vice versa as long as it doesn't break the budget. And have you got a strict budget? Have you already set that? I'm pretty good at budgeting. I um I like I like to keep a pretty strong hold of the budget. At the moment, we're looking at – it's a little bit hard to, to plan all the costs because we haven't got the venue locked in, but we're looking between 40 mm-hmm. to 60K, which I know is a really big ballpark figure. But, I mean, we, we definitely don't – we see some weddings and even like – I remember originally we were looking at some venues that you had to bring in like a marquee structure. Yeah. And then all of a sudden costs were blowing out to like 70 grand. And yeah. Like yeah. we would rather spend that kind of money – going towards our first home as opposed to throwing it away on, on just one night, which, you know, the wedding night is definitely a night to, to splash some cash, mm-hmm. but we don't want to go too crazy. Mm, yeah. Well, I think if, if you're going for a venue that, yeah, if you're going for a venue that has everything there for you, so if you know that the food is a set cost, the drinks are on a set cost per person, you can sort of manage all those expenses. As you said, as soon as you start bringing in dance floors and you bring in a marquee and you start adding all these extra elements, it just blows out so quickly. And that's where we say wedding budgets are so hard to stick to because you just keep adding on. I know. Even like I remember my sister got married and she had a pretty um, tight budget and they looked at fireworks and they were like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's a non-essential. And then my mum knew that they were talking about fireworks and they couldn't afford it. So then my mum was like, look, it's your wedding night. Don't worry. Like she sneakily organized it. And I think it's so easy oh, wow. to carry it away like that and keep on just being like, I'll get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm, and definitely. It's so easy to chew up an extra 10 or 20 grand. Yeah, that's so true. Mum, if you're listening, <laughs> I wouldn't mind some fireworks as well. <laughs> Is there anything then uh, that you would ask your mum for if she was to offer? Okay, I gave you know I gave your sister this for her wedding. What would you like if 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 that was to happen hypothetically? What would you wish for? Um, oh gosh, if money was no object and we could have anything, um, um, <laughs> do you know what? Because I'm like I wouldn't, Say it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want anything too extravagant. And then now, now I'm like, well, if money was no object, I wouldn't mind arriving on the back of a horse. Um, um, fireworks would be a nice way to wrap up the evening i think yeah everyone loves fireworks so then do you think that there is going to be anything that laura and you might disagree on during the wedding planning it sounds like you're on the page on the same page with most things no i think that's that's definitely the great thing about laura and i is that i think we we both want the same things and if laura really wanted something you know I'd, I'd let her have it. And I think that if I was like had my heart set on, on some kind of like, whether it be like the flower decorations or, you know, the, the table centerpieces, if I really wanted it, I think we're very happy to have a bit of leeway and let each other um, make that call. So I don't yeah. think there's anything we're going to disagree on. I mean, the only thing that we, we haven't started looking at, I think, is, is guest list. And I think, um, and that I think is where it's tricky trying to cull down those numbers. Mm. You know, it's like looking oh, at yeah. friends who were, you know, for example, like high school friends, but may not be a big part of your life right now. Uh, it's trying to decide who gets 
who gets an invite and who gets cold. What are your thoughts on partners? So your friends, partners who you may have met only a handful of times or, or maybe you haven't even met, what are your thoughts on inviting them or not? So I reckon, I reckon if you've been together for longer than six months, I think that warrants an invite. And also, if, oh, if, thing, if, if things good. are going really strong, if it's just a casual thing and you guys are having a bit of a fling, I'm really sorry, <laughs> but that doesn't warrant, warrant them coming to the event. So I think if six months, unless if it's, if it's been less than six months and you call me up and you say, Maddie, I really love this person. They're going to be the partner for the rest of my life. Can they please come? I'll allow it. That's very generous. I will allow guests to, to put forward a case to me for, for review. <laughs> Do you know how many of your guests you're going to have calling you now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, uh, one guest that definitely won't need reviewing, and that is, of course, your gorgeous little girl, Marley May. Um, will she be playing a special role in your big day? Yeah, we were talking about this the other day, and we were like, oh, what, you know, what would be the role that she'll play? And She's just started walking, and so I think oh, by the time gorgeous. we organize the event next year, I think she'll be old enough to be able to take on the responsibility of being flower girl. Oh, yes. so cute. How gorgeous. I know. I'm going to be a blubbering mess, I reckon. I, um, you, yeah, you will be. <laughs> I, get, uh, I get a little bit emotional. I couldn't even <laughs> – when I proposed to Laura, I couldn't even get the words out because I was crying so much. So oh, I reckon it's oh. going to be a similar scenario with the wedding. <laughs> do you think it'll be her working down the aisle that I get you or, or the speeches? What do you think will be your weakest know, moment? Do you know what? I, um, I, sometimes when I get sucked into a vortex of looking at videos online, I always come across – the videos of grooms, groomsmen, when their partner comes into sight and they just break down and start crying. Yeah. And I reckon as soon as the music starts and I see Laura walking down the aisle, I reckon that'll be the trigger point for me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you realize everyone's eyes are going to be on you now during that moment. I know. And even, and even, even with that pressure, I'm just going to be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that do you have any idea what Laura's wedding dress will look like? I mean, if you had to guess. Good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it's going to be white. I mean, maybe she'll have a bit of midriff out. I don't know. I, um, when it comes to female style, I have absolutely I – think, I think she'll probably go for more of a contemporary dress as opposed to something really traditional. Yeah. She did, um, when we went to the Logies, she did wear a dress by a company called One Day Bridal. Yes, beautiful. Which she actually had the dress in black, though, although it was a wedding dress. And, uh, and I really like their design. So it could be, could be something from them. I, I, Maddie, I don't think you're supposed to know. So, and I think, I agree. I think when I don't, don't know Laura that well, but she's going to go something so beautiful and timeless and hopefully has some of her own pieces on for the day. Yeah, yeah. I think um, when it comes to the wedding rings, that's something that Laura is going to make for us. Do you have anything in mind what you want, like what wedding ring you want? I'd like something pretty small and delicate. Laura does some pieces with a black diamond in it. Beautiful. So I think uh, I think for a guy, a black diamond's a bit more masculine as opposed to you know a traditional diamond. Mm. So I think a black diamond in white gold and something. Uh, something quite thin and delicate is what I'm after. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. That sounds amazing. All right, then, Maddie, to wrap us up and to finish this off, 
can you tell us what your dream day looks like? Now, this is with the horse aside. This is your real dream day. What are you envisioning and what are you trying to build? I think um, obviously weather-wise it's going to be blue skies, absolutely no clouds at all. We're going to have a temperature of about 24 degrees if I can be really picky. I'd love to have ideally like rolling location-wise, rolling green hills that looks down to the ocean. Um, even if there was like a, the location I'm imagining in my mind, if there was like a farm type vibe that was close to the water, that would be absolutely perfect for us. Um, I think the ceremony obviously will be outside. We're going to get married by one of Laura's friends who's a celebrant. Oh, um, that's nice. And then I think almost like if we could have yeah, this a barn type feel where um, as soon as people finish their, their meals and as soon as, as soon as all the speech is finished, that all gets cleared out and it turns into one massive party where we have a great band and everybody then spends the rest of the night dancing. That to me would be the dream. That does sound like a dream. See, I think I, I'm picturing like Byron Bay. Like I, I see you going straight to like Forget Me Not Weddings or something with their rolling hills and the farm and the big beautiful marquee and I don't know if you can actually see the water from <laughs> Forget Me Not but something like that could be perfect. Yeah, well, we are, we're heading up to Byron tomorrow. So we, we Are you going to check out a few venues? I think so, yeah. Whilst we're up there, we'll definitely double up and, uh, and knock off a few site visits and see if there's anything that, that takes our fancy. Well, Maddie J, thank you so much for joining us, our very first groom on the Wedding Digest. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, guys. We can't wait to see where Laura and Maddie J decide to tie the knot. Well, we hope you can tune in again next week for another episode of The Wedding Digest where we will be doing a special app on COVID weddings and exploring unique ideas on how to work within the current restrictions so your day is still as special as ever. And in the meantime, if you have any questions regarding your wedding, make sure you send me a DM on Instagram at wedbooker. You can also get in touch with me via wedbooker.com. Chat to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Wedding Digest. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And if you love what you hear, feel free to leave us a review. If you want to find out more about any of our featured guests or suppliers mentioned, just head to wedbooker.com. You'll find a detailed blog post on each episode.